Welcome to the episode of Middle Ground with JLE LLC, where we treat you like family. That's the theme song, Detroit Love, off my first album, The JLE Experience. We got another amazing guest for you today. We have a fellow Wayne State University alum and iRise Counseling Services LLC president and CEO, Dr. Chlorine Wimberly, LCSW. Welcome to the show. Amen. God bless you, brother. Glad to be with you tonight. Amen. Yes. Looking forward. Looking forward. Yes. And power back up. <laughs> Amen. 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 Need the power. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Need the power. All right. We're going to go to the first question. Okay. What led you to this path? Wow. Wow. That, that's a great question. Uh, what led me to this path? Mm -hmm. um, I grew up in a family uh, of domestic violence. Um, but I didn't know what it was at that particular time. Um, and I always made up in my mind that when I get married, uh, if he ever hit me or abused me, that I would leave. But you can say things that, you know, when, when you're young, but then things change, okay? And so uh, my path was because I was in a domestic violence situation. I was married. And let me make this, uh, I had gentle work done to those of you who may be looking at me and whatever, uh, and they, they were not ready. So I'm here tonight. Please forgive me. Um, okay. So, to, you, you know, I'm just saying, but so what happened of uh, the first marriage, um, he, he was abusive, but if I can measure, not real, real abusive. But the second one uh, was a, he was a minister in the church and, and we started dating and all of that. And I thought that he was the answer to my prayer, but uh, you, you know, God didn't sanction that. Okay. Uh, and it took me a minute to realize that God did not sanction it. It was, it was very, very abusive mentally, physically, uh, uh, spiritually, it, it, it was just all, all of the, um, the ill feelings, everything about it was really bad. And so what led me to this, because um, sometimes you don't know where God want you at, okay? And I didn't know that I would be, um, you know, uh, going into domestic violence as a career. I didn't know that. But when I started, um, school, I couldn't go anywhere. He isolated me from my family. Uh, he told me, well, we don't need anybody else. You know, it's just you and me and blah, blah, blah. I thought that was cute and all of that. But I didn't realize, I learned later, that was a form of isolation, keeping me from my family, keeping me from my friends. And uh, I get into that later. But anyway, uh, when I started, he didn't mind me going anywhere um, I'd rather, he didn't want me go anywhere, but he didn't mind me going to school. And since we lived on the east side of Detroit at that particular time, I started going to Wayne County Community College. And, and when I, uh, you know, started there, I loved it. I was afraid. I kept saying, you are too old. These young kids, they're going to, they, are they going to laugh at you? You know, I was just nervous. But anyway, uh, when I, you know, uh, got closer to the school, my feet felt like lead. I just couldn't move, uh, you know, <laughs> but, uh, because I was petrified. 
But then uh, once I got on the inside and I saw people my age and even the young the young people, they were really nice. They were really friendly. But and I just mixed in. But um, and then when uh, you know I was on the dean's list at Wayne County Community College, I love that school. Um, I uh, a recruiter came from Mary Grove, and 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 they started up uh, well, they had a program at Mary Grove for social work. So and I said, okay, I'll do that. Uh, so I, I you know joined, uh, went to Mary Grove. I did my two years there. Um, and the, what it was, the curriculum was social work. I really didn't know anything about that. Uh, you, you know, I come from the South, so we didn't do anything uh, or know mm -hmm. anything about social workers. But anyway, so, the, you know, and I kept going. I love school. I love learning. I was on the dean's list. I stayed on the dean's list. And then before... Um, I graduated another recruiter. See, that's God all the way. I didn't realize that. But it was God. He sent a recruiter from um, Wayne State University, and it was the Advanced Standing Program. You know, I don't know if you know what that is, but you can do, I think it was two years and a year and a half, and you had to do your internship. So I said, okay. I did that, and I worked at Children's Hospital in the emergency room. Huh? They didn't want me want you to work, but you know I, I I worked, and and it was good. It was good, and I I finally realized that I was on my way as a social worker. Uh, I loved every minute of it. Um, and then after you you know I graduated from uh, Wayne State University, and I still wasn't done. I thought I was done. Okay, <laughs> had my my bachelor's of social work. Uh, from Wayne State, um, got my um, master's of social work, you know, uh, rather from Wayne State. And mm -hmm. then I heard on the radio, I heard about um, Ashland Theological Seminary back in the day. And they had a domestic violence class. And that was the hook. You, you, you okay. go, yeah, you know what a hook is, right? They put the hook in, put the little uh, yeah. debate over <laughs> So that was the bait for me, but I still didn't realize or know what God was doing, you know, but I was glad that he was doing it. But anyway, I, I went to uh, Ashland uh, Theological Seminary. Uh, they talked about a social work class, okay, that they were getting, and it was uh, uh, had to do with domestic violence. That was the hook. So I joined um, Ashland Theological Seminary, and but... Before class started, uh, they closed that, that particular session down. And I thought, oh, my goodness, now what am I going to do? Uh, so then later, uh, they uh, they called me and told me that another student had passed. And there was one opening. And if I wanted it, then I need to let them know right away. So I let mm -hmm. them know right Hey, you know, even though I prayed for the person, I knew her and I prayed for her family and all of that. But I was on my way to Ashland Theological Seminary and, you know, received my master's there in pastoral counseling. I kept going, um, you know, and uh, received uh, another master's degree in um, uh, history, um, uh, black history. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, OK, then after that. I was sitting in the graduation class and I saw these four ladies 
two African-Americans, okay. one white lady and a Korean lady. And they had these hats on, right? And so mm -hmm. it was a master's hat. I didn't know what a master's hat was. And I thought to myself, oh, I want one of those hats. What did okay. I have to do to get that hat? And, and I realized, you know, they told me that I had to, uh, you know, go on for my master's. Okay, I was good. I was cool. Mm -hmm. I went on, uh, you, you know, to get the hat. Oh, okay, but I enjoyed my journey. I enjoyed the learning. I enjoyed the teaching. I enjoyed all of it because I'm a people person uh, and I love people and I love helping people. I love helping people to, I don't know, to feel better about themselves. I'm an encourager mm -hmm. as far as that is concerned. Uh, and, and God has given me the gift of um, looking at people uh, and I can kind of sort of tell uh, what they're going through. Sometimes I can, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit are dropping my spirit, uh, how they feel and what they're going through and what's going on. And I mentioned it to them and they are really, really, you, you know, uh, seem to be happy mm -hmm. because uh, I, I've spoken into their lives and I thank God for that. It was a journey. It was a great journey. I loved the journey. It was a lot of hard work. You, you know, but my mind was made up um, and it, it was just good. God uh, pointed the way, if you will. He prepared me. I didn't know what he was doing, but he prepared mm -hmm. me for this particular journey that I didn't know uh, anything about. But I'm glad that I didn't give up. I'm glad that he didn't allow me to give up. And I'm glad that I completed you know, the journey, and I have my master, my doctorate degree, rather, in, um, the, you know, from um, Ashland Theological Seminary. And I wrote my book, uh, you know, uh, I wrote on my dissertation, rather, about okay. uh, domestic violence, a journey towards healing. And and I, I heard so much negativity about women who stay in domestic violence, uh, uh, you know, situations or where, where they like it or they want to be hit on. Or, you know, if you look at who was that Celia in the color purple, somebody told her, oh, well, yeah. oh, don't beat you. He don't love you and all that stuff, you know. And, and but that I learned, I knew it wasn't true, but I learned the background from all of that. And it has a history back in the 1800s. Uh, a man could beat his wife as long as it wasn't uh, a stick thicker than his thumb. It's called the rule of thumb. And he can beat her as long as he didn't cripple her or anything like that. It was uh -huh. a law. Yeah, they had a law for animals, you know, for dogs, but they didn't have a law for abuse for uh, human beings, if you will. But anyway, uh, that started my journey um, when my journey was started. But I love. Uh, researching because I had to find out, you you know, uh, mm -hmm. my mother was in a domestic violence relationship, but coming from the South, we didn't know anything. I, at least I didn't know the word domestic mm -hmm. violence. Okay? But uh, so I grew up with that. And I always said, if a man, well, I said another word, but anyway, I said, if a man put his hands <laughs> on me, you know, what I was going to do to him. Uh -huh. But, yeah. but, but, you know, but God, he's so awesome. You all know that he's yeah. just an awesome God. He wouldn't allow me uh, to do that, to do anything. 
actually. But what happened, I, I, I had to learn that in order to get through, I had to go through, you know, I had to learn that. And, and I, I learned that uh, God had me going through that so that I could reach back and pull somebody else up out of that. I needed to understand uh, why my mother stayed in those particular situations with almost every stepfather that I had. Um, and, and, and I know now, you know, I, know, I didn't know then, but I know now. Um, she was an angry young lady. She was like 14 when she had me. And I had a sister that was two years older than me at that particular time. So she had a rough life. But I'm, I'm grateful and thankful that she didn't, you know, abort us or throw us away or anything like that. So my journey, uh, you didn't ask for all of that, but my journey started. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, okay. My journey started with my mother to understand her, why, you, you know, she uh, um, this event was going on with her. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand uh, why women stayed in mm -hmm. situations. And, and now I know there's different dynamics. You, you know, we shouldn't judge. Uh, I don't think we shouldn't judge. Well, she like it, well, she must like it. No, nobody want to be beat on and hit on. Nobody want to be misused and abused and called names and, and you, you know, and all of that. Nobody, want, I don't believe anybody want that. But when no. it happens, it, it was a lot of dynamics for me because when I married uh, the second uh, husband, uh, like I told you, it was all about the isolation. I was working, had a good job at Chrysler, mm -hmm. but he, well, we don't need anybody. You know, I can take care of you. I can take care of the kids and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, mm -hmm. But then once I quit, then the that, you know, his, I, I don't know, his controlling issues uh, began to happen. Okay. You know, I'm isolated from family. I'm isolated from friends. Don't have any money. Don't have income. Don't have a job. So guess what? You can do what you want to do in a sense, you you know, but, uh, you, you know, we went through that. I think I was married to him like 10, 11 years. Yeah. And went through all of that. And so one of the things that I do in my counseling sessions, and I love doing trainings on domestic violence, but, um, uh, you, you know, and but while I was in Ashland, most of the schools, all of the schools, and I know there are different denominations there, but for mm -hmm. every, uh, can I say, every issue that people have, whether it was drugs, alcohol, domestic violence, sexual abuse, uh, mm -hmm. they had a ministry. The churches, if it's, you know, they were small, most of them were small at that particular time, but they had a ministry so that people can uh, get what they need from the church. Okay. And, and, and the different churches, a uh, couple of different churches that I attended, I tried to bring that there, but, uh, uh, you know, the pastors wasn't having it. Uh, one mm -hmm. one pastor said to me, he said, uh, uh, do you really think uh, the women are, are having, uh, you know, domestic violence issues? Uh, yes, I do. I know they are. So people, uh, and I don't understand I hear preachers and pastors saying the church is a hospital. Okay. You ever heard that? Okay. okay. So oh, thank you. Supposed to be, but there's. Yeah, it's supposed to be. Keep it real. 
it, you know, a lot of them are not, but it, it's supposed to be. It's supposed to, but the, and, and I understand. I'm not leaving out the word of God. You know what I'm saying? But uh, uh, in order to be a hospital, when people come there, they are sick. To me, you need to have uh, um, what some type of program, some type of uh, you know educational. Uh, even if you just have domestic violence pamphlets or, or on the back of the women, um, uh, what you call them, the bathroom doors, you know, like they have in certain places mm -hmm. you go, you, you know, but none of that, none of that. Uh, but in a lot of, in most of the churches that I tried to have it uh, in, the pastors, were, they were not ready for it. That's a nice way that I'm going to say that. Okay. They, they were not ready, but uh I, I just believe and I feel that we as the people of God, is God interested in domestic violence? Sure he is. God don't want us to mistreat one another. That, that's not his will. Uh, he, he didn't tell a man. I, I never saw in the Bible where he said you beat her up, you do this and that and the third. I've never seen that. But you honor her. You cover her with prayer. You know, you cover each other with prayer, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. and, and the man, uh, well, I know there's an order, you know, uh, God put order into the family. And I understand that, I appreciate that. Uh, but but we, we, I think we are missing um, quite a bit. I think we're missing as far as the churches are concerned. Yeah, and, and I know they that- need a, hmm? They need to have the people on staff that can deal with the issues. That's right. That's right. I agree. People are doing that, and you should keep your hands to yourself. Right. You Period. you know if there's uh, drugs because in 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 our city, drugs are on the rampage. We have crime, shootings, and all of that. Uh, sex sex abuse, pedophileism. Mm -hmm. You know all of these things. They're in other communities, but they are in our community as well. And, yeah. and I'm not trying to knock any pastors or preachers or what have you, but they can't do it all. They cannot do it all. You, you know, so when, when they have people in their, um, to me, in, in your audience or in your church that's trained, that know how to do these things, don't be afraid if you're afraid. I, I don't know, but let them do you know what they do, let them do the expertise to help people. People need the help. Our church need so, help. We saw that doing, huh? I guess it depends on the spiritual maturity of that leader. Do right. They want to know these issues going on in their church. So once your Pandora box, you ain't closing. No. You're going to have to deal with it, but it is stuff that is happening that need to be dealt with. That's right. And 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 we have people voice. coming from everywhere, all walks of life. Yeah, you know, in the different churches. Yeah, so you gotta you gotta deal with it at some point. Right, you do. We do. We do. Now, I hope um, I answered your question. Is, Go ahead. Oh yeah. Okay. Awesome. Now, what is IRISE Counseling Services? IRISE Counseling Services. Can I tell you the acronym? Sure, when I was studying, okay, when I was studying in school, a guy gave me um, some uh, words, uh, encouragement, um, 
uh, let me see, because the, the R is for restoration, I is for inspire, S is for safe, and E, uh, I think I, I forgot what the other, what the last E is for. But, uh, you know, I wrote it down um, mm -hmm. and I took each letter of every word that I wrote down and that's how I came up with I Rise. Okay, you, cool. you know, and, and that was in regards to domestic violence. That yes, we will rise. We will get up. Let me see. I am restored, encouraged. No, no. Inspire, safe, and encouraged. I had to see it over um, on the screen. And so what we do at I Rise Counseling Services, we offer counseling services. And the office is at 2711 East Jefferson um, in, I want to say, in the city of Detroit. Um, near the, the, what is that? The Pancake House, the, of the new Detroit Pancake House, okay? Oh, it is one downtown. Uh-huh, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And so, you, you know, I see my clients there. Um, I work with families, I work with children, I work with teenagers, uh, seniors. Um, you, you know, I work with uh, people who, have a, a multiplicity of issues. A lot of them, our seniors, uh, come from the South. A lot of them, they may be uh, 50, 60, 70, some 80 years old, who are still dealing with and coping with uh, the pains and hurts of, of domestic violence, but mostly sex abuse. There was a lot of sex abuse in our, and I have to say our, uh, in our community, if you will. A lot of mm -hmm. pedophile ism that was going on in our community and yeah. and a lot of um just uh, you, you know things that people went through that they never uh, received help or therapy yeah, because it, in our community if you have to have a therapist they say you crazy that's just yeah. stigma yeah you know what i'm saying but but no that's that don't mean that you're crazy that means that, i mean if you uh had an ache in your in your what in your knee or whatever. I mean, you go to a doctor to try to find out what's going on. And so why not? Um, mental health issues are very, very, very important. So that's what I do. That's what I do. Use um, different techniques. Um, you you know uh, different um, cognitive behavior therapy. Just uh, different techniques that I use. Journaling art therapy and different things that I work with uh, okay. to help particular people. Mm -hmm. And he, I mean, we got a bad thing in our, in our culture that we want to keep up appearances and not yes. deal with what's going on. Yeah. You know, all type of hell can be breaking loose in your home, but yeah, you know, everything's all right. No, it's not. Go get some help. Yeah. Go get some gonna, help. That's the we'll keep building. Right. And it's going to come out and not it always is. in the best way. And you that's find right. out this kid has been abused by one of the relatives and one of the parents in the home. And they trying to attack people at school because they hit their yeah. point. Right. That's like, right. Did you know? Well, I knew, but I didn't want to say nothing. Like, why didn't you say something? Well, we we don't do that. No, you need to get help. Right. That's right. You need to get help. We, Call that. We are there. For mental health. Get help. Yes. Counseling. Yeah. And, and get that piece of garbage out the house that's doing that dirt. 
you mm. a piece of garbage. Amen. 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 Keep your hands to yourself. Right. Not cool because you affected somebody. But that's right. And and you know, uh, since you uh, you know you brought that up, one of the I think most hurtful things that I, I work with, I had to work with, was the uh, young man. He was eight, no, ten years old, and it was mm -hmm. back in the day when the kids used to, uh, you know, hang out at the gas stations and pump your gas. I'm talking way back. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, uh huh. Mm, that's okay. Uh, and 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 what happened? Well, his mother was using drugs. And she would mm -hmm. send him out to pump the gas. And then he would have to give her the money. Remember, he's only 10 years old, right? And so mm -hmm. in the dead of the wintertime, she would still make him go. But the owner of the service station would send him home. Too cold, no gloves, no hat. And so when he go home, then mother will whip him and send him back out to another gas station. That was hurtful. But the most hurtful thing that I experienced, uh, he thought he was, can I say gay? Yeah, I'm, I'll say that. He thought at that time that he was gay because his cousin had sexually abused him Then the cousin was 12 years old. And he thought that made him, you know, a gay person. And he no. would cry in my office. He, he didn't say it at first. It took a minute, you know, for him to 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 scream it out sometimes i don't know sometimes the pain is so that they can't talk about it but when they start crying people start crying especially kids they just scream it out at you he thought he was gay because that happened to him and and that for me was the i mean i i almost cried I, and i tried to keep my you know my emotions and feelings to myself but I, I, I worked with him to help him to understand, no, you are not gay, you, you know. Um, but mom lost custody. She did. She lost custody of, of him at that particular time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's unfortunate. Yeah, and it is. People make choices on them type of things they want to do. Mm -hmm. God, and it's okay. That, do you? Them, but don't 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 include kids. I mean, you have eight, ten, and, and yeah. the, the youngest child I had was uh, how was she? She was five years old. But her mother, you know, was on drugs and all of that, and they were already in foster home, foster care. But the foster mom brought her to uh, where I was working, and and she had all the the mannerism. How can I say? Uh, she she could walk a certain way. Okay. She could better eyes. And remember now, she's only what five, four or five years old. She could better eyes a certain way. Oh wow! She, she had all the 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 makeup, if you will, of an yeah, adult prostitute. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she the behaviors. Yeah. I don't know nothing about all that. Five years old, unless you saw. No, but she did. She did. But um, you know, we 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 kind of, not kind of, we mess up our kids, and our children are. I don't know. They some of them, not all of them, but 
I don't know what happened, um, I, you know, to the kids, of course. But all I can do is do what I can do while they're in my care. Yeah. I mean, you. I've heard stories of some kids having to raise their siblings. Yes. Make the lunch and everything, give them to school because the parents are jacked up. Right. And that takes right. a toll on them because they never had a childhood. Right. Right. So, so you, you know, but with, uh, you know, like your show and other shows and, you know, myself and other people, uh, you, you know, uh, sometimes I feel, um, Brother Jeffrey, that my finger is in a hole like a dike, you, you know, and I'm trying to hold my finger in that little hole to keep the water from coming out, if you will. But, but sometimes it's, yeah, it's just it's overflows. Yeah, it overflows, ma'am. Absolutely, because yeah, a lot of issues where people of all cultures are facing and dealing with, yes, and COVID just brought it to the forefront that mental health is real, it is real. We didn't want to talk about it back in the day, but yes, it's real, it's real. Get people help, call 988 and help them out, right? Don't call them names, get them some help. That's right, that's right, that's right. You're talking about other issues that's been private going on, right. To get addressed as well, right? Sex abuse, domestic violence, all yeah, the unfortunate stuff people are doing. And and you know, I have a, I had a lady this week. Um, she's mm-hmm. older, in her seventies, and and she still she's working on the abuse, sexual abuse that she uh, experienced as a child, and her mother knew about it. But mother didn't say anything about it or couldn't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And and we talked about forgiveness. Uh, and we talked about, um, yeah, 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 you, you know, because you have to forgive. You, you, yeah. I mean, it's so for that, you. Right. You, we have to. And it's, it's tough. I'm not going to tell anybody. Now, when my, when my, uh, my husband, uh, he's deceased now, but um, God told me to go to his house and 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 forgive him. Mm-hmm. I said, uh, you know, no, no. Uh, ask him to forgive me. And I said, forgive me? I didn't do nothing, God. <laughs> you know, and he told me again, you go over there and ask him to forgive you. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. So I went to where he lived. He was on the outside. And I said, God told me to come over here and tell you Ask you rather to forgive me. He said, forgive you for what? You didn't do nothing. I said, that's what I told God, but he told me to come over here and ask, ask your forgiveness. And so we did, you know, and, okay. and we hugged and all of that. And I went home and a few weeks later he had passed. You, you know, so we we don't know. And and I wonder sometimes how would I have felt, you know what I'm saying, had I been disobedient. With my with my little smart self telling God what to do, you know what I'm saying? I didn't do nothing. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. But yeah. but he's a merciful God and he know everything. So I'm glad that I did do that. And I just want to encourage and say to people, whether the person uh, is a relative, a friend, or what have you, and you're still dealing with it, forgive, forgive that person. You you know. And 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 because if we want to be forgiven, and we said in the disciples' prayer, 
Forgive us this day our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. If we want to be forgiven, guess what? We have to forgive. We have to forgive. Now, I will... Well, I don't know. You may have answered it, but I don't know. Just years. I'm sorry. In 25 years, of your experience. What was the most challenging issue you dealt with? Mm. I know you may have talked about giving a 10 year old kid. Yeah, that that was that was the I think one of the most challenging. But um, when I worked at this particular agency, um, they had a what they called a teenage parenting program. Okay. And at that particular time, uh, and my supervisor, I worked in the bereavement program at that time, but my uh, supervisor wanted me to be, a, you know, be a coordinator over that particular group. And I'm telling him, no, are these girls coming in here? I mean, you know, looking like <laughs> me and they cussing like sailors and and the other, the other young ladies, you know, Caucasian uh -huh. ladies, they didn't know how to, you know, they couldn't deal with them. You want, you want me to go in there and deal? <laughs> no, I don't think so. But he kept talking to me. He said, but you can do it, Chlorine. You can do it. I know you can do it. And it was challenging. But the Lord just blessed me with that to where uh, I was able to talk to them, keep the Keep the hair scarves and the, and the wraps and the, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> off your you. head. You know, make sure uh, your dress or your skirt is, you know, down by your knees and all mm -hmm. that. And 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 they, you know, gradually with God's help, they begin to change and they begin to look like, uh, you know, young teens with with babies. And and uh, what happened? I would bring in. Uh, uh, nurses from Ann Arbor that was going to school at in Ann Arbor, but I would bring them in, different different uh, people from different places to help them with their babies. And okay. they came and they showed uh, the young ladies how to massage the babies and how to soothe the baby and how to bathe them and how to feed them and all of that. It was challenging, but it was a good challenge. And I, I'm glad that I was up to the challenge and the Lord blessed to some of the young ladies, uh, they wanted baby daddy to come, you you know, okay. to learn, uh, you, you know, uh, how to take care of the babies and and this and that. And and I talked to the supervisor. So the so the the young men, they began to come, and they learned how to feed the babies and how to dress and how to, you know, rub the baby, comfort the baby, and all of that. Mm -hmm. uh, and guess what happened? That program did not get refunded. Oh man! Yeah, you, you know, and that now that hurt my heart. It really did. You know, we had a cook that would come in and cook the food, and teach them how to prepare the meals and how to feed their babies and all of that. But I don't know. Uh, they they let it go. It, it the money did not come in for that. So that was challenging and it was hurtful. Um, I thought, wow, what a waste. What a waste. Okay. Yeah, it was. Okay. Now we're at the point to promote market you. Floor is oh, yours. Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, let me go back a little bit. I just want to, if it's okay with you. 
Okay, I just want to go back a little bit. Um, my mom and dad uh, separated, she left and all of that. Mm -hmm. And I had a lot of responsibility on me as a little girl to try to take care of my, my other little, you know, brothers and sisters. And so my dad, um, he was a minister. He came home one day. He worked in the coal mines back in the day. And he came home and uh, he had all these clothes and shoes and all, of, you know, for everybody. He dressed, you know, dressed us and uh, we uh, took a train and we came to Michigan. I think I may have been, I don't know, seven maybe. And we came to Michigan and I mm -hmm. remember that, um, you know, the station down on, uh, what is it? Um, the train station. Okay. Yeah, down there. I, I remember that. But anyway, um, when when uh, the, I had the total responsibility of taking care of my sisters and brothers, and and I know I love my dad, and I know he loved me, and uh, I think about it sometimes when I minister, that uh, you know he he was a man of very few words. Okay. And and, and um, he was older than my mom, and mm -hmm. and when I do something good or he was proud, he would look at me and pat me on my head, you know, and mm -hmm. I live for those little pats on my head, right? And so um, when uh, after two and a half years, uh, we stayed here with my mother. I mean, with my father and stepmother, and mm -hmm. my mother said uh, she came to get my sister and I. Because okay. he killed three of us out of seven kids. He said three of us belong to him, right? And so, but anyway, after two and a half years. Okay. And and I went back, not so much because I didn't love my father and I love my mother, but I love my sisters and brothers. I wanted to take care of them. I wanted to see about them, even mm -hmm. though I was young. Um, so when I came back, I was out from the protection of my daddy, my earthly daddy. And I think about it uh, when I was in my sins, guess what? I was under, uh, you know, from under the protection of my heavenly father, okay? But but, but what happened uh, that those, you know, the, uh, things happened to myself and my sisters, things that shouldn't have happened, uh, you know, misuse and abuse and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but God, I, you know, uh, before my mom died, you know, I kind of talked to her about it and I didn't hold any grudges or anything like that. I forgave myself. I forgave the people and I forgave my mom, you, you know, so she was able to go on peacefully. And so that's why I said we have to forgive. But before that happened, uh, I was going through a, a lot of things and I went, uh, there was a, a little creek behind a house where we live down south in south carolina right. and 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 i was in so much misery i thought and i think i was about 12 maybe i don't i don't think i was mm -hmm. over 12. and i went to uh i was just in miseries uh, because of the sexual abuse the physical abuse and uh mm -hmm. you know my mom and all of that that i was just going to just end it all and I got in the water. I can't swim, but but I said, no, this is it. I can't take it anymore. 
and you know in the water but then uh the lord would help me to look up at the sky and when i looked up oh, i saw my stepsister yeah in the water and i just uh, i mean uh, you know up in the up in the sky and i backed out of the water and and i said that before i was going to commit suicide i thought but i thank god that that, that he grabbed me he showed me my sister a picture of my stepsister in the sky and you know and we have to be so very careful of what we send our children through what they go through uh sometimes we miss it uh so many of our kids even young uh younger than i was have committed or attempted to commit suicide and and we have to you know we should as parents grandparents friends or what have you uh, you know just pay attention to to the children and that's all I want to say about that. Just pay attention because they are going through now. Uh, they've been going through, but even now, uh, because of the pandemic, uh, so many of them were depressed and they are still depressed. Um, so much is happening with them. But watch your children, whoever is listening. Keep your eyes on them. Okay, as far as um, my business is concerned, I sell myself. I do take most of the insurance and those people that don't have the insurance, they, uh, they don't mind paying cash, you, you know, and I use sometimes the, uh, what you call the sliding scale. Okay. Yeah. And then sometimes, uh, I probably shouldn't say this, but I am sometimes if they don't have the money or the insurance, I'm not going to send them away empty handed. I'm not no. going to, uh, because, you know, the kids need help. Mama need help. Mostly mamas and daddies need help. So I'm not going to send them away empty handed. I, I, I have to. Um, my therapy, my counseling is part of my ministry. Uh -huh. You know, uh, I'm not trying to get rich. I mean, I know I have to take care of myself and all of that, but I'm not sending anybody away that's on the verge of anything. I'm not going to do that now. And, and, and you know, and I keep, I'll, I'll keep them as long as they want to come. You know, I, I can't do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll cover you though. You're doing I, good work. God will I'm, hold you down because you're doing a good work to help those yeah, people. I think so. I think so. And they tell me, and a lot of people have been helped. They still call me. Some, some people call, check in, see how I am doing. And, I ask them how they are doing, and most of them are doing great. They're doing great. Um, they tell me, one lady said, well, I don't know if I, I said, well, can I close your case? Well, I don't know, Dr. Wembley, because he liked you, and I don't know what may happen to him. She's talking about her 12-year-old uh, son, and I don't know, yeah, what, what what he might think or what he might do if I, if you're completely out of his life. I said, he'd be okay, but she said no. So I'm still kind of sort of hanging on to him. You, okay. you know? But he's doing he's doing better. He's doing a lot better. Yeah. And you're incredible for what you've been through to get to where you are now. You got to, in order to get through it, you got to go through it, brother. Some people, they get knocked down and they still be knocked down. Don't get up. Keep going. Oh, no. You know, I know it's a God thing. And, and, and I know that he had me to go through this so that he can use me in these particular areas. So many people 
are going through, have gone through. Mm -hmm. They they drink, they they do all types of things to try to soothe the pain that they are feeling, mm -hmm. you know, and they won't talk about it. But somehow, if 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 the Lord send them to me, somehow they talk about it, the men and the women. And I think for men, I don't know, I think for men it's hard to tell another person that you were sexually abused as a little boy or, you know, maybe woman to woman, uh, you know, seemingly to me, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. It's no. easier, but with men and boys, it's a little hard. There's, you always hear, even as a black man, you're a robot, you don't have no emotion. Suck yeah, yeah. That is the is dumbest stuff I ever heard on this freaking planet. Again, the dumbest stuff. It is, it is. We are human beings. We have emotions. Right. You are a woman if you can't accept your man, to be honest with you, in right. my opinion. You so, so what, yeah, somebody tell you, uh, what, a boy's not supposed to cry, man not supposed to cry, and some of that nonsense? Oh, I've heard when I was a kid. Like, yeah. No, you're a person. And that hinders, in my opinion, mm -hmm. probably my relationships growing the way they need to because this man don't well. I want to tell her at my job. I think the dude trying to get me fired, and I'm stressing, but I don't want to put that weight on her. And let's say if he do say it to her, oh, you all soft. What the? You can't deal with that. I have kids. I do this and this, and like that's not the time to throw nothing in his face. He's trying right. to come to you to be his comfort zone. Right. That's right. If you really holding him down. He should be able to disclose that with you, and maybe I'll pray about it. Right, that's right, that's right. So then I'm like, I guess it is true. I can't express myself and just stay a robot or try to be and be emotionally frustrated, and then you lash out. Well, what's it's wrong? Long with time, you? yeah, right. We're told we're not supposed to express ourselves, which is stupid because we're people. Yeah. Right. You're not a human if you can't express yourself. If you're right. going something as a man, right. let's be real. That's right. And that's what I'm about, being real. So, um, and and I hear, you know, women telling little boys that, and sometimes I hear fathers, oh, get up, there's nothing wrong with you. And he bleeding, you know, little, fell off his bike or or whatever. Uh, with, oh, man, just with, suck it up. Huh? Nothing wrong with compassion. Nothing's wrong with that. Yeah, you right. can do both. Right. You know, you okay? You all right? All right. You know, to, to, to get over this, you got to shake it off now. Okay, you gave them to them both, not just ah, oh, that ain't nothing. Your arm cut off. So what? Come on, I die. Then you wonder why he can't have a sustainable relationship because he's been told you're a robot. You don't have emotions, right? Yeah, right. a woman saying he don't express nothing to me. He's a robot. Robots okay. don't have emotions. <laughs> what do you want? From? Funny. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like that's the dumbest stuff I be hearing. Like no, dude, we ground ground. It's okay that's to express right. yourself to your girl. That's right. That's she's right. Supposed to hold you down. That's supposed right. to go and tell her to besides me. That's right. She with you every day. You need to tell her so y'all can build a bond, get in that word, and, be, and get closer and grow. Pray about it. That's right. And cover each other in prayer. You know, I know. I know that. Like I said, there's order in in the home, but but wife can pray for husband uh, just like husband can pray for wife. You know, just cover one another. And and talk to each other. We don't talk. 
No, we don't. You know, I mean, we we talk way up here, you know, talk, talk, talk. But she needs to know how you feel. And then he needs to know, you, mm-hmm. you know, we're not honest with each other. And you got me. I mean, I'm about to be 45 in November, so I'm grown wrong. I ain't got time to lie to you. I stopped <laughs> lying at 21, but I really ain't got time to lie to you at 44. Yeah, that's right. That's you don't want an honest opinion, don't ask me, because I'm going to give you the truth, because I want you to be better. That, thank you. Say, Repeat that. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the truth, because I want you to be better. Okay. I don't want you in your private little hell you're dealing with. I want you good. I want you happy, living life the way God wants you to, in your purpose. That's right. And you don't want to know the truth. You tighten up on that and get better. Are you married? Can I ask? Yes. You are? Okay. All right. Very good. Very good. Working on it. Separating. Oh, well, oh, good. Okay. Well, I'll be praying for you guys. Yeah. Um, But, but, you know, God is just so good. Uh, Like I said, He led and guided me this way. I had no idea. Uh, you know, down south when I was in school, you either you're going to be a teacher or mm-hmm. a nurse. That's okay. about it. Or, or you work, you know, what they have in the cotton fields or you work picking peaches or something like that. Oh, you wow. know. But you either go to school. Uh, mm-hmm. The teacher would tell you, you you would either be a teacher or a nurse, and that's what most of the uh, the young people back in the day. That's what they, you know, that's what they ended up doing. Okay, those that went to school, yeah. Wow. But question. I know it was God, and it is a God thing for me. And I am so, I am so happy because I feel like for me that I'm making a difference mm-hmm. in somebody's life, you know, and that gives me a chance. Absolutely. To say something about God, whether they're atheists, whether they whatever, I tell them from the, you know, I'm not going to preach to them, but mm-hmm. if they, you, you know, I, I may say amen, praise the Lord, I feel good, God is good. I mean, you know, he, he's coming up in the conversation. <laughs> I got you. And, and I tell them, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm a minister and, and sometimes things just come out of my mouth. And I'm not going to apologize because God is good. And they look at me. No one yet has gotten angry or upset with me. Uh, well, well, I don't believe in you know. I don't believe in God. I, I'm this and I'm that and I'm the third. Well, okay, that's all right. Well, I mean, Jesus was a friend. If you look at overall, love thy neighbors thyself. Yeah. Be a friend. Yeah. You ain't having nobody here with a Bible. Be a no. Friend. No. Just be a friend. Yeah might lead you to a conversation. Yeah. And if not, you might have been the first person that showed them kindness. Yeah. yeah. And I love it, my brother. I really do. I really do. Um, I mean, you know, it's a it's a ministry. That's, that's how I look at it. And it's yeah. my ministry that God gave me, and I feel it's going to sound real crazy, but I feel free in my particular ministry. I don't have to answer to anybody but God because it's, you know, my business, if you will, mm-hmm. or his business. And, and and I don't have any anyone over me, per se, a supervisor or any of those. Oh, I got you saying. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, and, and I love church, but um, 
Right now, I teach Sunday school on my Facebook page from 9 until 10, and again from 3.30 until 4.30. But I watch my church, my home church, on, you know, on, on, on Facebook. And I look at other uh, ministries on Facebook. He said, neglect not to assemble yourselves together. And I assemble myself together uh, you know, on Facebook and whatever. I mean, some people want to put it down, but when, when when the government or somebody shut the church down, we all was on Facebook at one time, I think. Yeah. Yeah, those that was getting the word. Now, maybe, you know, yeah. I'm not going to say that, but anyway. Um, we only have three questions left. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. Stop I don't, me. Oh, you promise. This show's about you. No, okay. <laughs> what has been your biggest challenge on your journey? My biggest challenge on my journey. Wow. Mm. I don't know. I guess um, my biggest challenge, because mm, I, I, I don't really know right now. I have to think about it. Uh, I think my biggest challenge was, uh, and I haven't had um, uh, too many challenges, but one of the biggest challenges for me is, I think, working with, uh, you know, like pedophiles, uh, men or women who who sexually abuse children. But um, I had to pray about it to get through and get past that because they need help as well. That was a big challenge for me. Uh, I didn't think I could do it. And mostly I didn't want to do it, but God, you know, he put it, just dropped it in my lap, if you will. And, and, and with his help, I learned to do that. Yeah. Okay. Um, when you reflect on your work within the community and profession, in your words, what has been your impact? In, in my words from of the people that I work with, Mm -hmm. uh, that I have worked with, and I'm talking about um, my clients. Uh, they tell me how much I help them. Uh, they didn't think they could talk about their hurts and their pains. They didn't think they could share, but they have become, and they are very transparent with me. Okay. Uh, and, and I think it's because of my attitude, my personality, uh, because I, I joke, I you know I, I say something funny or, or whatever, and and I'm and I'm uh, I think I, I am for real with my people. Okay. Because I come from where they where they are, you know what I'm saying with the abuse and all of that. Okay. Even with the kids. And the last question. Okay. What advice do you have for someone trying to find their purpose? Let God, the old saints used to say, sing, let Jesus lead you. He's a mighty good leader. So, you know, ask God what it is that he uh, have called for you to do. And let him lead you. I know we're, we're to watch as well as pray. We pray. Uh, you, you know, and we watch and we do it continuously. 
-hmm. and ask him to show you the way. And especially now, if there's something that you really like to do, something you really want to do, Mm-hmm. Then, then pray and ask God to allow you to do it. Or is it okay if you do it? Talk to Him, like because He is your best friend. He's your mother, your father. Just He understand the language. He even understand the what you call it, the slang language. God <laughs> understand all of it. You, yeah. you know, you have to pretty nothing enough to give to Him. He know what you're trying to say, and and because He's already even before the foundation of the world, even before Mama and Daddy kissed each other. God already knew you and I. He, yeah, don't scratch your head. But, <laughs> no, I was itching. That's all. <laughs> but, but God knew us. Amen. Okay, and he knew what he wanted us to be and do. So ask him. And he's a mighty good leader. I'm telling you. Did I answer your question? I know I did. Yeah, Amen. yeah. yeah that's that Yoda game I look for. Oh, okay. Making everybody comfortable and giving the best advice helps one find a purpose. That was pretty Yes. Awesome. Yeah. I hope yeah. you enjoyed being on the show. I did. Thank you so very much. It's an honor to meet you. And I'm glad that I met you when we were at um Dr. Jan at her book signing. Yeah. Yeah, your story was impactful. Like, wow. Yeah. It, it, that was a great time. It was a great occasion. And I still have to get my book from her. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I definitely want to thank fellow Wayne State University alum and thank you. Counseling Services, LLC President and CEO, Dr. Chlorine Wimberly, LCSW, for sharing her story, her journey, and the wisdom of God she's given. Amen. Anytime, my brother. Don't forget the address. You all need me. Call me. Uh, the address is 2711 East Jefferson. Mm-hmm. I am on uh, psychology today, and my number is 313-657-5237. Just call me. Okay. I'll call that down in the, once I get the episode. Okay. Started. Yeah. All right. To everybody, hope you enjoy your weekend. Check out Ground Floor at 1030. Another great conversation. Till next time, everybody. Can't